All right, y'all, welcome to another episode of Candid with Courtney. Today, we are talking about celibacy while dating. Um, this is a hot topic for me specifically. I've actually had a few people ask me to feature this topic on my podcast, but unfortunately, I don't know that many people that are celibate <laughs> while dating. So um, I'm very thankful well, to have um, my guest, Erin, with me today. She's going to go ahead and introduce herself to you guys. What's up, y'all? My name is Erin Porsche. I'm 25 years old. Uh, went to school at the University of Texas at Arlington, but I'm originally from Baton Rouge, Louisiana and mm. I came to Texas uh, for school. Who that? But <laughs> I'm so thankful to be here. I feel like this is dope. This is a dope topic. And yeah, Candy with Courtney on the way. Do you on hear the me? Way. Do you hear me? Did you hear her? <laughs> she said it. Stamped. Okay, so want to start with um, talk to us a little bit about what made you be celibate in the first place. Um, honestly, to keep it quite frank. Dating was ghetto. It's very ghetto. <laughs> it was ghetto at Please the time. Please save me from the streets. <laughs> Please. <laughs> and I was like, something has to give. Where mm. where am I going wrong? What am I doing that I could could do differently? And I feel like that was the initial spark of, okay, well, maybe I should try to be celibate. Maybe I should uh, withhold that aspect of me to see how dating changes for me. Mm-hmm. So that was a start, girl. So I know, because um, background, I follow Erin um, on Twitter, which is how we know each other. And um, I followed her mainly because I like the things that she tweets about. I like her perspectives. I like how open-minded she is. Um, and I like that she um, she comes off very intelligent when she speaks. It's not her speaking out of turn and just retweeting articles. She actually has a perspective that she backs with facts, and I respect that. Um, one thing that I have that another thing that prompted me to follow her is that she's very faithful and she's not shy about her faith mm-hmm. but she also doesn't drown my timeline with scripture so <laughs> um talk a little bit about how your faith if it has how mm-hmm. your faith has influenced your celibacy journey so far so ooh, child look so honestly first i did it I don't want to say wrong because even when I did do it wrong, it was still working for my good. It it helped me learn something. Mm -hmm. But I had it in the mindset of this is what the Bible says. This is what I have to do. Mm -hmm. The Bible says no sex before marriage. So I I need to try to 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 follow those rules. I need to. I looked at it purely from a rules or religion standpoint, but I didn't look at it from a point of. I I need God in every aspect of my life. Mm-hmm. I was just like, man, this is a rule. I got to do it. If I don't follow the rule, I'm going to go to hell. Like, right. this isn't going to be good. Right. But I learned that because I am flawed, that's what, that's what calls me to God. Or that's why God loves me so much. Because I am flawed. And God knows that I'm going to make mistakes. I'm going right. to slip up. So I went through this cycle of trying to be celibate and failing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> failing miserably. Mm-hmm. Because I was strictly focused on trying to follow these rules. But I wasn't allowing for God to transform me. Or transform me from the from the outside in or the inside out. Whatever right. the case may be. Right. I was strictly just trying to do things my way. I, I wasn't. I wasn't being patient with myself whatsoever right so um it was trial and error absolutely trial and error the whole way through (laughs) and that's i think that is what causes so many people to um to shy away from celibacy Mm -hmm. is because they're so afraid of failure but um the article that i was telling you about um that i read it talked about um seven tips while uh dating and trying to be celibate. That's not mm-hmm. what it was called, but that's what it was about. Um, and one of those tips that she had was um, uh, when it gets hard, remember your why. Hmm. That really hit me because I, even though I'm not celibate or anything like that, like even dating, just trying to be intentional, yeah. I have to remind myself why I'm doing this. Like I yes. have to, I have to constantly keep those bad experiences that I've had in dating at my forefront, mm-hmm. so that when I get in that situation and I'm like, forget it, I'm just gonna have sex, like whatever. I can remind myself, no, because the last time you did that, this is what happened. So, right. talk a little bit about 
your why and how you keep that why at your forefront? Hmm. I would say, let's, let's see. I feel like my why was simply that I, I couldn't do it on my own. No matter how much I tried, no matter what I thought I knew, what I thought I didn't know, I can't do this by myself. So my mm. why was always, God, I don't know what I'm doing. Right. <laughs> and that was my why. It, it was, I was constantly trying to seek his wisdom over mine or constantly trying to rely on his strength over mine. So that was definitely my why is that I can't do this by myself. So mm-hmm. I, I, God, I need you to to help me through this because right. if you don't, I'm not going to make it. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm not going to make it through. And everybody needs that support. And that's another point that they yeah. made in the article too is, um, to get an accountability partner that you can be vulnerable with. Yes. Is there anyone, and you don't have to say their name or anything, but mm. is there anyone that um, you feel like you've been able to successfully lean on and be vulnerable with mm. about your celibacy and the struggles you faced and just your whole journey in general? Yeah, absolutely. I, my sister, my older sister, is definitely my biggest accountability partner. Uh, I believe, we both believe that we're soulmates. So it's it's natural for me to lean on her mm-hmm. in times of uncertainty or where I don't know or where I even don't have the strength to pray for myself. Mm-hmm. But um, the biggest the biggest thing that just helped me so much was that accountability comes before the action and not after. Mm. So she always told me like, Aaron, before you do something or before you feel like you have that urge, call me. Mm-hmm. Accountability doesn't come after you made that decision right. to do what you wanted you to do. And now you want to, <laughs> and now you want to talk about it. Now you're like, Oh my mm. gosh, what's done is done. Right. right. So that's the biggest thing that helped me through my celibacy is when I had that urge, call her before I act on it, not after. Mm-hmm. And that is something that even me you know I'm dating and I'm not celibate but I even have to have an accountability partner which Mm -hmm. is my best friend Blaze like I will call him anytime any day and just be like listen (laughs) I'm about to get reckless and he's like Courtney is that what you really want is that gonna give you the results you want and like I know it Right. You know what I'm saying? I know it. But when he says it to me out loud, condescendingly, it hit different. You know what I'm saying? It makes me feel bad because I'm like, if I go through with it and I do it anyway, I'm going to hear that the whole time in the back of my head. I'm going to hear it before, during, after, like, I'm going to hear it. I don't want to hear that. (laughs) I don't want to hear it. So it's like, regardless of your situation when you're dating, I feel like you need an accountability mm-hmm. partner because whatever you're trying to do, even if you're trying to fuck around, if that's what you own, you need somebody to remind you, hey, don't be letting mm-hmm. things get messy. Don't be letting people spend the night. Don't be, you know what I'm saying? You need somebody that's going to keep you in check because the worst thing you can do is be dating and have your mindset on what you want and how you're going to attain that. But you're giving somebody else another impression you know what I'm saying and that's something that I've even had to learn because I just got to the point where I'm seriously dating you know what I'm saying literally within the past six months Mm -hmm. anything before that was not right you know what I'm saying it was I was trying yeah but I wasn't there right mentally spiritually I was not ready to be connected to somebody Mm -hmm. at the level that I would want to be connected for me to say okay we're in a relationship or whatever right but like now that I am if I didn't have somebody in my ear checking me Hmm. I would be doing the same shit that I was doing a year ago two years ago three years ago I've been single since 2015 you know so it's like um you know and me and my child's father you know and not to discredit that relationship but we very much you know were hanging out and then I got pregnant and we tried to you know so I don't necessarily count that as a I'm not going to say it's not a relationship, but it just, it wasn't something that we really chose. Yeah. It was something that needed to happen because I was pregnant. So for anybody that's questioning that, um, cause the math is off, but, right. um, I haven't been in what I would consider a real relationship since 2015. So for me, it's like, 
I say I want, want, want all these things. You know what I'm saying? I see my friends and their relationships are prosperous. And, you know, I have a lot of friends that are married and they have, you know, successful marriages. And I, I talk a lot with them, especially now that I've started this podcast. It's opened so many doors to more conversations about dating. And that's what made me realize, like, whatever I was doing before now, it was not right. You know what I'm saying? That's not <laughs> the that way. That was not it. That was not it. <laughs> was it um, is. But now that I am so intentional, it's like, it's even harder for me to be accountable. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And I think that that's just, you know. In what aspects though? I think when I when I made it up in my mind, this is what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to accomplish it. These are the changes I'm going to make to get to that point. The more intentional I got, I feel like the more people the more men came in my path that were the opposite of that. Mm. And so, of course, my natural instinct is just to revert. You know what I'm saying? And I don't want that. But if I don't call Blaze, that's what's going to happen. So regardless if you're celibate or not, I feel like having an accountability partner is key to whatever you're trying to accomplish, whether that's exploring your options Mm -hmm. or trying to seriously get to know somebody, settle down, you know, you're building for a marriage, whatever your situation is, you need somebody that's going to check you and make you stand on what you said. Facts. It keeps you planted. Absolutely. It keeps you planted because a lot of times, you know, when you feel like in those seasons where you're not seeing or, you know, you're not seeing seeing fruit or you're not seeing things grow Mm -hmm. or nothing is happening you gonna want to get up Mm -hmm. and go to the next thing or do the next thing but sometimes you have to stay you really got to stay planted and it's like even i know i made this decision but i kind of don't even want to honor it right now right (laughs) because right it is not doing anything for me but yes it's you have to you have to and a part of that is um you know another one of the tips that was in this article was to know your triggers Mm. i feel like the more intentional i got the more, like I said, the more those type of men started coming in my path, mm-hmm. the more I started realizing what my triggers were. Yeah, And I'm like, I'm not going to put my, myself in this situation again because I know this is going to happen. Right. Or if I see this or I hear this in a conversation with a man, I know he's not in line with what I'm, what I'm trying to accomplish. Exactly. So... What would you say, um, and this can be, you know, at the beginning of your journey, the middle, now, because I know now you're in a relationship. Mm -hmm. What would you say are some of your most prominent triggers that sometimes keep you, (laughs) keep you from being on the straight and narrow? (laughs) It's so many triggers. (laughs) It's so many of them. I I feel like, oh man one trigger in in relation to another person this is uh before i met dominique Mm -hmm. but a trigger of mine was when a man would be like oh like you know oh you're celibate okay like maybe i could try Mm -hmm. maybe i could try to do that with you and Mm -hmm. knowing good and well he wasn't he wasn't gonna try he was just trying until i break right exactly (laughs) so that became a a huge trigger of mine to where it's just like as soon as i hear that i'm like "Mm -mm." i don't want it yeah if this if if this isn't really what you wanted then it's okay it doesn't have to be what you want you know what i mean Mm -hmm. but just don't bring me into it right (laughs) just don't bring me into that um another trigger of mine man Ooh. Another trigger of mine would probably be, and this is on me, mm-hmm. <laughs> this is on myself, mm-hmm. when I would try to convince myself that I was capable of spending a night over a dude's house, capable of going to chill, going to hang out with the dude and thinking, okay, Aaron, it's okay. You, you know your boundaries, girl. Right. You know what you're supposed to do. Like, you're not... You ever seen that? Uh, I don't know if it's like a TikTok where it's like, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. And that's exactly, <laughs> that's exactly what you're going to do. And at the end, it's like, okay, I did I it. Did. Like, I, I did, did it. it. So it was something where I had to trust myself enough to know that you're not strong enough. Mm-hmm. You're not. You you don't even put your, don't even entertain those thoughts. Mm-hmm. It got to the point where I had to interrupt my own thoughts. With something that I was trying to convince myself of doing or, you know, thinking I was capable enough of doing. I had to interrupt myself and be like, actually, no, you're you're probably not as great as you think you are, Aaron. Right. You're not as strong as you think you are. You're not as Christ filled as you think you are. Mm-hmm. You're you're flawed. You're and, imperfect. And admitting, <laughs> admitting that is a trigger for me. 
Hmm. Because once I admit that I'm, you know, I am flawed and mm-hmm. I can have a moment of weakness mm-hmm. and I can feel powerless at times, I give myself excuses. Mm-hmm. It it starts from a it starts from like Sheesh. it goes from realizing like admitting I have a problem to using that problem as a crutch. Yeah. And that has gotten me off track many I feel it. Many times. Absolutely. And it's crazy because it's like you come in at it from a good angle. You're mm-hmm. trying to give yourself some grace because everybody needs grace. I yeah. talk about I talk about grace pretty much on every episode I record. Yeah. Everybody deserves grace. No matter what mistakes you've made, no matter what commitments you made that you broke, you know, no matter how flawed you have been, yeah. no matter where you are in your journey, you deserve grace mm-hmm. as long as you are trying. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Once you give up, I can't help you. But as long as you're trying, you deserve some grace. But in giving myself that grace, I've made the mistake of also allowing those to become excuses it's like i'm laying i'm in the situation i'm laying there and i'm like you can have a moment of weakness and now i've killed my whole my whole little path that i was on i was doing so good and now it's it's all it's all bad because i let myself even though i tried to be accountable Mm -hmm. in the beginning it's like you're still gonna have those voices. You're still gonna yeah. have those little those little devils on your shoulder. You're still yeah. gonna have those things. And like I, especially me, because I'm so strong in my faith that I f- don't give. I don't always give the devil enough credit. I think, hmm. and that's something that I am also really working on with this dating thing. Is because, you know, like I said, as soon as I became intentional about this is what I'm gonna do and how I'm gonna do it. Yeah my typical kind swarmed mm-hmm. and still is to this day and it was because i was not give i don't feel like i gave him enough credit to be like there is a possibility that this has nothing to do with your intentions it's simply just the alternative trying to make sure is that what you really want to do? And truly, mm-hmm. that may not even be the devil. That may just be God. Because, <laughs> I, I mean, sometimes it's hard to tell. Because I'm like, I know from previous experiences of times that I have told him mm-hmm. incessantly, this is what I'm going to do and this is how I'm going to do yeah. it. I'm like, all right. And then it seemed like the next thing I know, the opposite of that is in my face. Yeah. And I'm like, why would you do that? <laughs> like, why would why? you do that? But in his, I feel like in his mind, he's like, why are you even acknowledging that? Because you just told me that you wanted this and here this is, this other thing is right in front of your face. You should be able to easily be like, oh, nah, I'm good on that. Yeah. And you're not. So you're not ready. Now, today, I am. Yeah. I'm at that point now because now I see things, you know, see certain characteristics in me and I have conversations mm-hmm. with them and I'm like, Mm-mm. Yeah, and that's, I think that's, that's the not difference. That's I feel not like it. that's the difference. I feel like uh, God is a God of patterns, and the enemy is the enemy of cycles so it's like the enemy is going to present things to you to try to keep you stagnant to try to keep you in place so you don't grow so you don't move to the next level so you don't um you receive certain blessings or whatever the case may be or even if it's just a blessing of uh developing certain fruits within yourself whether Mm -hmm. it's patience or like you said whether it's having more or giving yourself more grace right um and things like that whereas god is a god of pattern where you're going to you're going to see some fruit mm-hmm. you're going to see like you said now i now your perspective is different your mind is transformed so now you can recognize certain things like mm, yeah maybe this isn't the guy who i'm supposed to be with or maybe right. this dude is kind of full of bs like right he not really intentional like he says that he wants to be exactly so now i can move on right and that's that's we we on the same page we on 100 percent on the same page so <laughs> Another one of their tips was once you really like someone, tell them. Now, mm. this gets tricky <laughs> for me. It gets tricky for me because mm-hmm. it takes me a long time to feel like I actually like. I can be interested yeah. in you. I can be intrigued by you. I can be attracted to you. Lie? I can enjoy your company. <laughs> but lie? <laughs> that's a like little much. That. That's a little much. So even for me, I'm not celibate again, but that's even a struggle for me yeah you know what i'm saying to to really put a stamp on okay 
now I like you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I'm going to tell you yeah. so that we can make sure we're on the same page. Because to be 100% honest, the last situation that I was in, and I actually did start really liking that person, and I did tell him, you know, he followed up with, you know, I don't see us in a long-term relationship. Mind you, this is after we had been dating, like, consistently for, like, three, two and a half, three months. Mm. I'm talking about multiple dates a week, meeting his friends, right, being around his people, right, all this, you know what I'm saying, for you to tell me this. And so, that situation... Even though, obviously, I was sad, but it reminded me that I was doing the right thing. Because mm-hmm. had we kept doing what we were doing on and on for, you know, six months or so, and then it comes out, oh, I don't see my... You yeah. know how... What? Peace. I killed that man. Peace. So, it's like, I, even though it hurt, it was better for me in the end. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because we're still friends now. We're still very good friends now, and it's fine because that expectation has been set that right. it's not going any further than this and I'm okay with that because now I can redirect my efforts elsewhere right but um since you are in a relationship did you have that did you have did you feel like you had to have that conversation I was like okay I actually do like you so this is what plan are we about like did y'all have a plan did y'all just go with the flow like how did that work for (laughs) y'all okay so me and dominique we actually met in 2018 Uh like that's when we started talking and things like that Uh but he was very much so like oh like let's like let's talk let's you know i just want to have bible study with you this is this and in my brain i was like "Mm." I know this for kind. What? Yeah. <laughs> for what? Right. Like, I barely know you, sir. Like, mm, it's not. Yeah. yeah. So I was just like, eh, no, nah, I'm not really feeling it. And I, I don't think we both were even in that space mm-hmm. to even get to that point of, you know, wanting to be together, whatever the case may be. So it was just very cordial, very friendly over those two years basically and then in 2020 it was more so he was he had to take more initiative in being more intentional if that makes sense Mm -hmm. so he let me know flat out what he was trying to do Mm -hmm. he let me know flat out that his goal is marriage like that's what it is right and so from there I was able to I guess do more or I guess fill him out a bit more and get mm-hmm. to know him and things of that aspect. But me personally, I am very because I've been that girl before where it's like, oh, I like him. Like, let me tell him mm-hmm. or let me let let me let him know what how I'm feeling, what I'm trying to do. So that way he can let me know something. Right. But I and I have my <laughs> my journal because I actually wrote in this journal probably like years ago and something I wrote in this journal um, regarding celibacy and things like that or just relationships was that um, I had to deal with the consequences of waking up my love too early. Mm. I had to deal with talk that. Talk about it. Who talk about it? Ooh, job. A sis. I'm gonna have to cut that little segment out. <laughs> Save that for later. Yeah. <laughs> because I was that girl to mm-hmm. where I wanted somebody to know I do like you. I do see this with you or whatever the case may be. But at the end of the day I had to deal with that consequences of waking up my love too early. It right. wasn't time. Mm-hmm. It Even if I did like that person or even if I felt like you know this person was just for me. This was my person. Blase, blase, blase. But it's like over the years God kind of put a mirror up to my face and the mirror was is that sometimes I'm too much of a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. So when I see something in my head, I see that vision, I see that oh we could be good together. We could be I want to go after it. Mm-hmm. I want to make it happen, mm-hmm. but sometimes things that people or situations that aren't necessarily boxed in how I want to be boxed or looks like how I want it to look like even that can still work for my good Uh even even that could be more fruitful to me than what I think is fruitful to me or what I think fruitful looks like right it doesn't always look like that so I really had to be careful with kind of um you know telling people so much or giving people so much of my heart or exposing how how I feel so much and I'm not saying not to say how you feel because absolutely say how you feel tell people your intentions Mm -hmm. absolutely but at the end of the day guard your heart while you do it right 
And I think that's a very valid point because I'm an aggressor in in every way, um, yeah. every possible way. So I'm quick to be like, hey, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to see what what this is yeah. about to be. Like I like I I'm I like you. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But it takes me so long to do that that by the time I get to that point, I'm too deep in mm. and I don't realize it. So I end up in the same boat as you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I I end up because I just told you, but I've been I've been feeling it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And now if you're not at the same place as me, you're just now starting to build what I already have made up in right. my head. You know what I'm saying? So I'm a victim of that as well. You know what I'm saying? And it's not for this. It's not necessarily the same process, but regardless of when I tell somebody, it's the same result. You know, mm-hmm. I, I reveal or I open up too much mm-hmm. too quickly. Yeah. It's not necessarily that I do it too soon. It's just, I do it too fast. You know what I'm saying? And so that's something that I've really been working on too is giving people gradual increments mm-hmm. of my like or you know of my heart or whatever because it's gonna it's gonna flow you know what i'm saying once i establish that i like you and i tell you to your face if you give me anything positive back you finna get all of this. right like all the <laughs> it's it's all coming at this point because because yeah. i'm very passionate you yeah. know what i'm saying i'm not the type of person that you know play around with shit you know that's what i was telling you earlier with the podcast like mm-hmm. two years I've been, this has been in the making, you know what I'm saying? Two years of me, you know, growing, learning, really trying to figure out how can I make something that is beneficial to me Mm -hmm. and beneficial to others? How can, what can I do to be different than other people? And how can I still, how can I do that while still being myself? So when it comes to relationships, it's no different. Mm -hmm. I'm very passionate. So once I profess my like, I'm I'm in. I mean, it's, it's there. Hey, look, you better bust the move. I'm ready to go. <laughs> I'm ready to go. And so, if it's not reciprocated, I'm yeah, I'm gone. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I like about this point. Once you like somebody, tell them because if they not like, for instance, when Dominique told you mm-hmm. this, is what I'm on. If you wasn't on that, that would have been the perfect exit because it's yeah. like, oh, we're not on the same page. Those are not my expectations. You know, right. I would really like to not hurt you. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Or not end up in a bad place. So this is a good time for us to separate but because you were on that you know what I'm saying and you wanted that Mm -hmm. and you saw that with him obviously Mm -hmm. it worked you know what I'm saying so there is there is um value in making sure someone and that's just really it's just communication yeah and I feel like I talk about that on every episode too but communication is is so pivotal mm-hmm. to every type of relationship whether it's business personal romantic it does not matter family you have to be able to communicate so i feel very strongly about that but i don't always encounter men that are intentional enough to communicate that kind of thing to me you yeah. know what i'm saying i think they 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 assume they know my vibe or my type. And that's where they go wrong. And that, <laughs> and they make their assumptions right. on what I want based on that, which is why now I said it, set expectations right out the gate. Yeah. Like, if you're not on this, 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 we don't even need to have a second date to yeah. be real with you. And that's just me, number one, protecting myself, but number two, protecting you. Yeah. Because once I like you, mm-hmm. If, if you say you're on this and you're not really on that, now we have a problem. Yeah, and it's so going to expose itself. <laughs> you have to protect both parties. And I think, you know, being very upfront with, you know, where you're at at each stage in the process is very beneficial, especially when you're celibate, you know, yeah. because at the end of the day, some of the things that may trigger you are things that he may start doing unintentionally mm-hmm. not knowing because he hasn't communicated to you that hey I have feelings for you so that y'all can have a conversation about boundaries and that's another point that they made in this article is once things get serious establish boundaries with your partner yeah that is very difficult for me mm-hmm. because like I said once I like you I'm all in it is no boundaries for me that has not been healthy for me in past situations and so I'm trying to correct that what are some of the conversations that you guys had to have early on in y'all's relationship about boundaries 
Ooh, I feel like some of the conversations that we, who, honestly, when it came to boundaries specifically, we had to get deep, <laughs> very deep. Yeah. I'm talking into traumas and because sometimes there there are some boundaries that we don't even know that we need. Right. So yes. we have to unpack some some stuff <laughs> that we done been through or some things that maybe we've seen um, in order to know like, dang, maybe I do struggle with this or like, dang, maybe I do, you know, see, see some type of things like that. And for me personally, um, a boundary of mine was... I really, I needed, I needed time to cultivate trust. Mm -hmm. So because I was telling you how, like, you know, I was that person, I woke up my love too early. And because I did that, I had to deal with the consequences. And one of the consequences of that was I had to put it back to rest. Right. So now I'm at this position where it's like, okay, I did the footwork. I put my love back to rest. Uh, now, dude, don't don't you be coming up in here trying to wake up this love again? And I did all this work to put it back to rest. Like right. I'm not about to just wake it up for anybody now. Right. I, look, I'm not gonna do all As of that. You should. Okay. As you should. So it was something that he really had to be patient with me in order to for me to trust him mm -hmm. and for me to you know begin to wake up that side of you know love and things like that. And another boundary was. I, I can't I couldn't I can't do certain things um, I can't teeter certain lines with him so for instance because of his past um, he he struggles with lust just like I do I struggle right. with lust too right so I can't send him certain pictures or right. you know you know you want to be sexy you want to okay send certain pictures I can't do that because he even told me like Aaron sometimes um I had to I have to redirect my thoughts because I'm like dang like I'm thinking about you in a sexual way right. and I have to stop myself right. like uh-uh like I can't be thinking about you like that and because I know he he struggles with that I don't even press those buttons for mm -hmm. him I don't even get close to that mm -hmm. because I don't want to bring him back to a place where he was already trying to I guess reverse those thoughts mm -hmm. so that's another boundary that we both had to, um, you know, we can't get too touchy feely. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we can't, even if we want to, we, we have to, we have to stop ourselves. Mm -hmm. And also another boundary. Ooh, girl, so many. <laughs> another boundary I would say was definitely, uh, oh, sheesh, girl. I'm over here thinking about. Uh, all the situations everything I, I mean I can't, about everything I truly can't even imagine because like it's hard for me to set lot. boundaries you it's know with you know with sex still in the mix so I can only imagine oh my first of all if I had to set boundaries based on me being <laughs> celibate honey we would hardly see each other because <laughs> because I'm very I, I'm 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 I am a very sexual person and I don't know if you were you know previous to this but I'm a very sexual person, even when I'm not trying to be. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We could just be sitting across the table looking at each other, and apparently I'm giving you the eyes. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I've been drinking, so probably. But, oh, like, right. those kind of things, you don't think about those yeah. things, you know, when you're not in the situation. Right. But do you feel like, because this is something that I struggle with when I think about abstinence or celibacy or anything, mm -hmm. do you feel like, in any way y'all's relationship is n do you ever feel like y'all's relationship is not as dynamic as you would want it to be because you have to remove that entire piece of what I would consider intimacy or mm -hmm. you know or um um, showing someone that you you know are still attracted to them mm -hmm. even though you know we've been together we are together whatever like do you feel like there is a piece of y'all's relationship that is not as um as dynamic as you would want it to be because of the lack of sexual interaction hmm and when you say dynamic do you mean like so like for instance mm -hmm. My ideal relationship would be, you know, we are best friends. You know, we um, 
are emotionally intelligent with each other. We communicate well. We trust one another. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we rely on one another. If, if something happens, this is the first person I think to call. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have great sex. That Those are the things that I feel like constitute um, a dynamic, a comprehensive relationship. You know, because okay. for, and that's, and that's because for me, um, and this is probably to a, this is to a fault. Mm-hmm. Sex is a form of intimacy for me. Yes. It has not always been that way. It really more recently got to be that way. Mm-hmm. And that's why I said to a fault. Because I know that the men that I have recently been with are not conducive to the men that I want in my life. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel like I should... I shouldn't feel like sex is my primary form of intimacy mm-hmm. that should be a last resort you know what i'm saying like it's great it's fine whatever but that shouldn't be when i think of how can i show this man that i care about him I, that shouldn't happen okay you know so what I'm you're saying? saying it shouldn't be peak of interest. right it shouldn't okay. be the peak of interest but because you are missing that piece yeah do you ever feel like do you ever feel a void you know what i'm saying or is it just is it just something that you you know with two years in you're kind of just like it just doesn't, it doesn't matter, not that that doesn't matter, but right. it's not, um, it's just not a big deal. You know what I'm saying? Are y'all at the point in your relationship where you feel like it's just not a big deal? Um, I'm going to say no. I don't think it's, it's something that we're like, oh, it's just not a big deal. Like, mm-hmm. oh, we're just celibate or... You know, God will provide or God will see us through. Type of thing. <laughs> like it, it, it's not necessarily like that, but I what I will say is is that the removal of it has exposed some uh, voids within me mm-hmm. and within himself as well. Mm-hmm. So for instance, or what I mean by that is there, there are times where, you know, I, I relied on sex or, like you said, just kind of as a form of intimacy or as a form of, oh, like, you know. I trust you. Yes, I trust you. Mm-hmm. I like you or I love you or mm-hmm. whatever. We, we friends. We cool. Right. Like, this is something that we can share together. Right. Things of that aspect. But it it exposed for me specifically, me personally, I can't speak for anybody else, but me personally, that I it it was a heart issue Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. I had control issues (laughs) and big control issues. And I had and I had trust issues as well. Mm -hmm. And now that that aspect is gone and I can't necessarily mask certain things Mm -hmm. with that now i'm left exposed now i'm left vulnerable now it's like what do i do because (laughs) because there are some times where it's like i'm kind of and we we me and dominic we talk about where we talk this way all the time but it's there were some aspects where it's like dang it's something in me that i'm kind of annoyed by his presence Mm -hmm. not not necessarily like him as a person right but it's like we're not doing that right. so now we have to figure out or other ways to be intimate yeah intimate with each other right, right. and it's just kind of like oh my gosh like i want to run i want to to go in my bubble i want to mm-hmm. go in my safe space i want to be left alone mm-hmm. type of thing mm-hmm. but now it's not forcing me but now that i see that there are some voids within myself that i just want to uh, to fill with other things now god is like now you have to fill it with me (laughs) you can't fill it with anything else now that control issue that you have now you have to loosen up your reins and now you have to rely on me Mm -hmm. now because the thing is like my expectation can't always be in dominique Mm -hmm. because dominique he's flawed as well he's Mm -hmm. gonna he's not always gonna live up to my expectation he will disappoint you he will disappoint me right and vice versa right so Mm -hmm. now when when i disappoint him when i get in my moods where i'm just like i want to be by myself like why are you here like you know what i mean he gets in his moods whatever case may be now we have to put that expectation in god (laughs) we have to Mm mm-hmm 
there's nothing else for us to do yeah you you can't you can't touch me a certain way we can't do anything for me to have that instant gratification right. or that instant feeling of oh okay now i kind of like you again right like, ooh, right you make me feel good now i kind of like you again exactly but now we have to put that trust in god mm-hmm. basically and that's hard i'm not yeah. gonna sit here and tell people like oh yeah like it's amazing it's this is that no it could be hard mm-hmm. it could be difficult because now I literally have to die to myself. The per- those feelings that I get where it's like I'm justified. I feel like I'm justified in wanting to run away, or I feel justified in wanting to go back to being that closed off person. Mm-hmm. You know, now I have to literally open up. Mm-hmm. So, girl, do you feel like it was easier for you to to open up? pre-celibacy when you were dating or in a relationship or whatever your situation was do you feel like it was easier for you to open up because you knew at the end of the day you could fix it with with sex essentially yeah i feel like it was definitely it, it was easier for me to open up because my perception or my perspective of what opening up looked like was strictly based on my own point of view mm-hmm. it was selfish mm-hmm. I'm gonna be honest with you. It, it was very selfish. It was because I want to have this control. I even want to have control over what I allow for you to know about me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to manipulate that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you just enough so you could like me, but I'm not going to give you everything. Right. I, I, I manipulated it. My perception of what being vulnerable looked like was, was very um, skewed. It was very distorted. It was very perverted. Um, and it, it was to the point where God literally had to expose me to myself mm-hmm. type of thing. Like, And do you feel like you, because obviously you've been on your spiritual journey, so it's not like it wasn't caused by celibacy or anything like mm-hmm. that. But do you feel like, do you feel like you, because I know a few people that, were celibate or have been celibate or whatever the situation is. And so I just wonder, do you feel like you now, mm-hmm. knowing yourself now, today, mm-hmm. do you feel like you ever really knew yourself before you became celibate? Um, I feel like, I feel like I, I knew, I knew who, who I wanted to be, mm-hmm. but I didn't believe who God called me to be. Mm. Okay. It's like, okay, I, I know that, you know, I, I want to be this person who has this sort of career. Mm-hmm. I know I want to be this person who's able to relate to people. I know I want to be this person who who is able to do all of these great things. Like, of course. However, it's like God called me or God was pushing me to be the complete opposite. So not saying that he didn't want me to have a good career or whatever the case may be, but it's like, who are you when you don't have it? Who are you? Now what? <laughs> like, And that's so important because what? I talk to people all the time about, you know, the battle, the daily battle that I face with not allowing my career to consume me mm. because I worked so hard yeah. to get to this point and I and I'm again I'm very passionate so I've put my all into this and still am to every day and it's so difficult for me to not get even even you know a guy I recently dated even told me he said I want us to have a whole date where we don't talk about work at all wow and I was like you act like I talk about my job all day. <laughs> like, I know I don't. And he was like, mm, well, sis. And I was like, wow, is it really that bad? Like, even small things like checking my email. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, I'm not the type of person. I'm not going to hide my phone. Like, if I am if I open my phone, I open my phone. You know, I don't, I'm not going to open my phone while I'm on a date or anything. But, right. like, even, like, if we're just chilling at the house, like, and I open my phone, he's like, are you checking your email? <laughs> and I'm like... Yes, you're in my business. <laughs> you're in my business. Don't, Don't do, that. do that. But it was it. I needed it. Yeah, I needed it because I'm saying that I want somebody that pays attention to me and somebody that is, um, you know, actually cares for me and shows that. But I'm checking my emails and logging into my 
a computer in the middle of the night like that's not conducive to that but separating the two mm-hmm. is so difficult because I am very passionate about the work that I right. do because the work that I do serves others and it gives people an opportunity that they may have not had if it wasn't for me right so it is difficult yeah. to, to separate the two when you are so passionate so I can definitely relate to that you mm-hmm. know having to struggle with being consumed by whatever journey you're on you know because even me like i want that feeling of completion so bad Hmm. that i have let it consume me in recent times you know what i'm saying i have and the fact that the steps that i've been taking and the intentions that I've been praying for have not manifested what I feel like mm, there I it is. need. <laughs> Here it is. It's start. It's starting to consume me. Yeah, it really is. And like you said, it, it's hard Absolutely. to lean on your faith Absolutely. and to lean on your higher power when you want something so bad mm-hmm. and you feel like you have prayed on it long enough. You haven't. You haven't. I I can't tell you how long it took me to pray on the things that I have now. I know I've been praying on those things for years. Yeah. I know I have. In and out, you know, maybe not consistently, but like certain things I've been consistently praying for for like two or three years. Yeah. And it's like, I don't even so much care about the person right. anymore. I'm more consumed with me not doing enough because like if i'm not getting it my brain automatically tells me well it's because you're not doing enough Hmm. you're not trying hard enough you haven't changed enough Hmm. so now it is starting to consume me because i'm like well i thought my personal development journey was was up you know what i'm saying (laughs) i thought i was okay i thought i was popping but clearly not because no matter how much you think you're ready for something Mm -hmm. You never know if you're really ready until it's in your face. And I have prayed so hard to for God to not bring me anybody I'm not ready for, no matter how good they may be for me. Please do not put them in my path until I'm ready. And clearly I'm not. Yeah. So it has started to consume me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I have conversations with people like this, especially when it, with regard to celibacy, abstinence, things like that, like I realize how elementary it is for me to be throwing a tantrum about not having my you know my life partner yeah when there's people that are literally sacrificing sex which i feel like is a huge to some people it's not that big of a deal and that's yeah, fine no, no no yeah 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 that's fine but it's a big it's, deal for me yeah no it's and a big deal to sacrifice that <laughs> to sacrifice it's like i'm i'm complaining not I'm complaining about, you know, this not happening for me. Meanwhile, I'm not even doing everything I could be doing to get to that point. That's real. You know what I'm saying? And that's not to necessarily say that, oh, I'm going to all of a sudden be celibate and that's going to bring me my future husband. Like, I'm not an idiot. But at the same time, it's like you can't you can't get caught up in a lack of results mm-hmm. you have to stick with the plan right. and the plan is to wait the plan is always to wait it has mm-hmm. it will forever be to wait mm-hmm. but my patience is not there and i always t- i t- literally i tell <clears throat> my friends this all the time like mm-hmm. i started praying for patience years ago yeah and then i got pregnant and then i had a baby and then I had to do it by myself. Right. And then I had to, I lost my job. And so I had to look for a job. Mm-hmm. And all these things happened that required so much patience. Oh. So much patience. And so I feel like I'm a patient person. Mm-hmm. I'm not. <laughs> Just in reality. No, that's I'm real. Not. I'm not that's a patient real. person. So I think until I unlock that <laughs> superpower, I think I'm going to be waiting. 
You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I'm not gonna sit here and lie and say it hasn't consumed me because it has. You know, yeah. I am very deeply invested in my friends and their relationships and like even social media. Unfortunately, not like celebrities or anything, but yeah. just like people that I, like you, for instance. I've been following you since well before you and Dominique met, and like I feel like it is an anomaly to see a millennial black woman mm. who is smart who is faithful who is resilient living in these times (laughs) okay in these times but still is able to wait yeah that is very admirable to me Mm -hmm. and i feel like in the past i've looked at people that are celibate condescendingly Mm -hmm. because I've only seen people that like kind of brag about it you know like and I hate that yeah I hate that because it's like it's a little tone deaf it's very (laughs) tone deaf deaf. (laughs) it's very tone deaf right and on top of that it's like why are you doing it then Mm -hmm. you know if it's something that you have to consistently push down people's throats why are you doing it yeah is it a personal journey for you is it because you can't and so you just masking it with celibacy you know what is it really because that to me seems disingenuous yeah you know so for for me to have a conversation with somebody that is has maintained that and is also also has the maturity to tell people like this shit ain't easy yeah like I'm in a whole relationship and I'm still with somebody that is celibate yeah. and who was celibate when I met them. Yeah. I'm still struggling. Yes. You know, yes. I'm still struggling. <laughs> like that is very yes. relieving for me because and not to use your struggle as a as a, you know, as something to uplift myself. That's yeah, not what I'm trying not. to do in any way, but it lets me know that I can still do this absolutely you know what i'm saying and i can do it the way i want to do absolutely. it you know what i'm saying even though i'm not necessarily celibate and, and don't at this point have any plans to be celibate i can still do this the way i want to do it i can still be intentional mm-hmm. and eventually something gonna have to shake yeah and that's very comforting yeah absolutely it, it's really one of those things again where i was before i was so gung-ho on following a rule or following a religion or whatever the case may be but it was it it was strictly about relationship Mm -hmm. it wasn't about religion it wasn't about the rules it was just about relationship and for a long time i i struggled with guilt and shame Mm -hmm. it was like oh i said i wanted to be celibate i said that i was going to do this and i slipped up Mm -hmm like how like how how can i talk to people about celibacy or how can i share you know what i mean like they gonna think i'm a hypocrite they gonna think like girl you not you not saying like you're not about what you saying that you about but it makes it relatable and it makes it to me if i was somebody that was on the fence of whether or not i wanted to be celibate i would want to hear from someone that was honest about their journey not someone that walks around like they are the higher power one of the disciples themselves (laughs) and acting like you know it was a cakewalk i would want to hear from somebody that number one looks like me yeah. just, just to be honest I would want to hear from somebody that looks like me and is willing to admit hey I've slipped up facts but that doesn't change the commitment that I had to it and it didn't stop me from pursuing it mm-hmm. and now I'm here yeah. like that's very inspiring yeah friend I had to it, it's a long time coming let me just say that it's been a long time coming of trying just of trial and error trial and error and it's like it, a lot of times I refrained from speaking about it because it's like in the back of my head I was like okay Aaron you already slipped up so it's like you can't you can't talk about mm-hmm. this you can't share your story you mm-hmm. can't do that but the reality was is because I slipped up that that is just my testimony of how much I do need God mm-hmm. it's not it's not because I can do this and I am celibate and I'm about to da 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 and that's why you know I'm I have this relationship with God mm-hmm. no my yeah. relationship with God literally came because I couldn't mm-hmm. <laughs> because I'm flawed because I'm imper- imperfect like 
I was lost. I am lost. I'm mm-hmm. still lost. I'm mm-hmm. still on this journey of trying to not only find myself, but also figure out like, well, God, even though I did mess up, like, well, what what do you call me? Mm-hmm. He calls me child. He calls me friend. Right. <laughs> he, he calls me love. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And it's like, dang, like, you still feel that way about me, even though just last week I just messed up. Right. Just today I just lied. Just yesterday, I was manipulative. Mm-hmm. Just the other day, I stole. Mm-hmm. Like, you still feel that way about me? I, I can still change. I do have another chance. Mm-hmm. Like, really? And it's like, that. that's the part I want people to see. That's the part that I want people to see. Not because you were perfect. Not because you did do right. Not because you did follow the rules. Not because you go to church every day. Mm-hmm. No, not, not because of that. It's not about what, what you do. It's not about your works. Whether you do follow the rules, whether you don't follow the rules, it doesn't matter. It's about giving God, just just bringing it to God. Mm-hmm. Just the, the worst of the worst. Because before I was like, dang, I don't know if I want to tell God this, even though he low key already knows, but I don't know right. if I want to say it. Because he's going <laughs> he to punish me. Something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. Like, he going to think I'm not ready. He's not going he to bless, bless me. me. <laughs> he ain't going to bless me. Oh, Jesus, please. I'm sorry. <laughs> Like all of that, but yeah. in reality, because he does call me child, he wants me to bring it to him. Facts. Just like any parent would. No Facts. matter how much you messed up, bring it to me so I can fix it. Bring it to me so I can change your perspective. Mm-hmm. Bring it to me so we, we could do this better next time. Mm-hmm. And that's the part of, of God that I want people to see. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I respect that 100%. Um, the last tip that they had on there was to read The Weight by Megan Good and Devon Franklin. Um, now, listen. Okay. I, listen, I, um, I'm i not going to lie. I was one of those people that was real skeptical <laughs> of Megan and this whole rebrand. Um, oh, yeah, she did. She did. She rebranded good heavily. It was a whole a 180. 180. I mean, yeah, 180. Yeah, a whole 180. Now, I have not read the book. Um, I have bought it, but I have not read it. Um, But I think there is something to be said about a woman who is mature enough to admit that although they did X, Y, Z. Now, mind you, I don't know Megan's personal life. Yeah. But I know she was secular before all this. So... Mm. A, a woman that can admit that she has done this, this, and the third, but that she found power yeah. and peace in doing something totally different right. and is willing to share her story on, alongside her husband who has been in in the the, the eye of the Lord, yeah. as they say, um, since before he even met her. Right. I feel like that is very admirable. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, she could easily just let him tell their story. Right. She don't got to be in the spotlight. But the fact that she subjects herself to that kind of ridicule and criticism standing right next to him, that speaks to the peace that they have between the two of them. That they are so much a unit that she has no fear of what people are going to say or think about her or anything she is willing to subject herself to that Mm -hmm. because of the blessing she's received in their union Mm -hmm. from her journey i think that's Mm -hmm. so great and you know i think i i mean i've I've only read good things about the book to be honest with you um but i'm interested to hear are were there any obviously besides the word were there any other books that you read Mm -hmm. you know during this time of what first of all when did you initially decide to be celibate or do you remember oh i decided to be celibate it was like back in 20 uh 2019 okay so since since then have you read any books that you feel like really supported you in this journey or are there any books you're interested in reading that yeah for sure um i would say a book that has recently um been super dang it's like i wish i could remember um the girl's name i know her last name is carla um i don't remember her first name but i know the author's last name is carla and it's called um it's called like either breaking up with the church girl or something of the sort i can't Mm -hmm. remember what it's called dang i wish i could remember because she's 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 phenomenal 
Thanks, sis. Look, girl, I'm shut you out for it because <laughs> I don't remember. But um, basically, it's about not relying on cosmetic Christianity, not relying on trying to make things look good mm-hmm. all the time, and mm-hmm. not trying to um, paint this picture of perfection that's really not attainable and it's, it's not realistic. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean, so mm-hmm. to speak. And I think that's something that helped me also through my journey with celibacy is constantly breaking up with this idea of of guilt and shame constantly pushing myself past that and also um really trying to identify things within myself that is making certain things difficult or hard so for instance when it comes to celibacy or celibacy celibacy has opened up so many doors that I didn't even know that was there that I was dealing with so for instance when I was telling you how like I was kind of annoyed with Dominique's presence and I'm like oh my gosh like why is he here da, 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 da. but it showed me that it wasn't him who I was upset with because he didn't do anything. It wasn't mm-hmm. him who I was upset with. It wasn't him who I was bothered by. Mm-hmm. But it was the fact that he was disrupting something that I kind of idolized. Mm-hmm. And that's my space. Mm-hmm. So I want to shut I want to shut down. I want to turn away. I want to run away type of thing. Or even some things, um, for instance, like um, my mom, sometimes she'll call me for the craziest stuff, the smallest stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, girl, what is you calling? calling me for like right. you can't you can't look this you up or something like but it wasn't her it was the fact that i idolized my time right so i wasn't trying to disrupt my own time just to simply to, to speak with her or right. to, to answer certain questions mm-hmm. so i feel that 100 percent. yeah so it's like celibacy it wasn't even just about sex and sometimes the church has a bad habit of condensing celibacy just to well this is just what you're supposed to do like Mm -hmm. this is just what the bible says this Mm -hmm. is just what the word says but it's it's literally like there's so many ways that god is trying to to transform you or trying to expose you to yourself trying to get you to see not even um with the issue of lust but girl you get a little selfish with your time friend (laughs) <laughs> you're a little selfish with your time right. you, you get irritated when people when people disturb that i do <laughs> I, I, do. I do i do i get very and it's crazy because it, it can't even be somebody i want to hear from yeah but if i'm chilling yeah like if i'm big chilling yeah i'm annoyed yeah and it's sad because it's like any other day i would have wanted you in my space yeah but you just so happened to hit me at that that moment where i was like no there's some things within me that i i do idolize Mm -hmm. i do idolize my time i do idolize my space right and now it's time to to break out to break up with those things because it's like god is really trying when when i'm breaking up with those things now i'm able to be more patient Mm -hmm. (laughs) be more mindful be more gentle yeah you know what i mean so i think that that's a big book that that really helped me Okay. Well, I um I actually um, bought us both a a copy of the wait. So um, I will. This my thank you for coming and talking with me today. I really really appreciate it. That's so Um, beautiful. But yeah, so I will um, give it to you whenever it gets here. Um, but yeah, so, um, this episode was all about, um, dating while celibate, Mm -hmm. obviously, you know, um, every, not everybody is, you know, built for celibacy for whatever reason they think they're not. Um, but I think there is a lot of value, as you said before, in, you know, removing those layers so that you can see what it is that you're really meant to do. You know, even if that's just abstinence, even if it's just, you know, you refraining for the time being Mm -hmm. or, you know, for six months to a year, you know, something like that. I think there is a lot of, actually, I know there's a lot of value in, um, you know, removing the pieces of your life that allow you to hide things. Um, I think there's a lot of value in being honest about your journey, whether that be, you know, abstinence, celibacy, or whether you in the streets, like whatever your situation is, being honest about that is also another way I feel to unlock a lot of potential that may be, you know, hiding behind closed doors. But um, as I said before, you know, I really um, admire the journey that you've been on and I admire the fact that you um, you don't you know I, I remember you tweeting one day that you 
just didn't want to read the word like you just didn't want to do it you just didn't you just weren't there in the head and i'm like who child that's me <laughs> and and it, usually i'm very energetic about yeah. reading the word i really am you know because i don't do it often mm-hmm. so when i do it i'm very energized about it but sometimes i just don't feel like being faithful yeah. i don't feel like being patient i don't feel like being godlike i just yeah. don't feel like it and the fact that you were so transparent about that knowing that people could see it yeah people could read it yeah and people follow you how they want to they read it they know that you're someone that you know you go to bible study and you mm-hmm. you know you do these things and so to see you say that it really put a stamp on the impression i had of you to Mm -hmm. begin with you know which is that this is someone that's this is someone that's authentic like this isn't someone that's trying to create a picture for anybody right um and so that's why you know i invited you onto the show because i felt like if someone's going to talk about this kind of topic candidly i would want it to be you so um again i really appreciate you coming on the show um i know that the feedback is going to be crazy because i know that there's so many women that are on that fence of like do i need to be celibate to find my husband like i'm 30 do i need is that what is that what it's gonna take and it's crazy because now god showed me like girl you celibate to find yourself Listen, listen, and that'd be the craziest thing is when you go into these, you know, these little yeah. spiritual journeys, not really knowing what you're going to find. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. I've had things revealed to me about myself, about yes. my friends, about my family, yes. all kind of things along the way that I was not prepared for. Right. And that set my journey back. OK, yeah. but it got me to the point where I'm at now, which lets me know it all was ordained. And so I'm okay with that. You know, I'm okay with the loss of friendship. I'm okay with the loss of relationships. I'm okay with the struggle, the sacrifice, all those things. I'm okay with it. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, it got me to where I'm at now. And I love who I am today. You know, we're still working on it. We're still figuring it out. But at the end of the day, I love who I am today. So I want to thank you guys again for tuning in and listening to Aaron and I talk about dating and celibacy. Um, Hopefully we can, because like I told you before, I have a handful of topics that I would love to to hear your perspective on. So hopefully we'll get you back here soon. But um, again, really appreciate it. I will. get you that copy of the book like i said as soon as it gets here um but make sure you guys here absolutely i love it here absolutely um make sure you guys like comment share repost all the good stuff yes Um, can't wait to see you guys feedback on the episode and um if you have um if you want to give them your um your handles in case you want to share those and have people um follow you yeah sure you guys can follow me on twitter and instagram at king aaron underscore and on youtube at the lemon squeeze where we basically yes. talk about look yeah just as far as we talk about everything we talk about how basically god will squeeze you like a lemon but it's all for your good and it could come out with some lemonade huh? absolutely <laughs> yes i love it yes I'm, I'm a faithful subscriber to the lemon squeeze so um yeah but you guys um make sure that you um check out Aaron's socials check out the lemon squeeze and um i will see you guys next time thank you